Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Maybe like the and Dagger. I'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Angry white boy, let's go! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. She's beauty and she's grace. She's Miss United States. That's Simone LaRue. And that's Chad Akowitz. And today we are joined by our dear friends from the Girl Crush podcast. Woo! Hey. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Hello! Hi! <laughs> Hello! Do you guys want to wanna tell the people? Introduce yourselves. Yeah, sounds great. I'm Allie. And I'm Anne. And we host Girl Crush Podcast, where we select an actress and review all of the movies in her repertoire. So we just launched season two, where we are reviewing all of Sandra Bullock's movies. Um, and we rate all of her movies on five categories. Plot her acting, her character, whether we'd watch it again, and then a bonus category for Boss Babe. Um, and then that's how we use our, or we use those ratings to come up with our ranking for all of the movies that she's been in. So we're super excited. Um, we started this last year um, with season one for Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. And we're... A strong uh, start. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with Jen and then Sandy. So <laughs> we're really excited. But um, thank you so much for having us on. We're super excited to talk about these movies with you. We are so excited to have yeah. you on. Yeah, you guys have such like a scientific approach compared <laughs> yeah. to us. I feel like we've got like a five-point ranking scale. And we're just like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> we realized we needed to because... <laughs> When we started actually trying to, like, make a decision of which movie was better, we're like, we need something more concrete because it's too hard. <laughs> it's really, really we're too in, We're too indecisive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need guidelines. Yeah, you see, we, we, we're very much uh, subscribers to the idea of just fast and loose, and somehow it's worked to this point. We just, we just very much like Sandy B in the second Miss Congeniality movie, just going with the flow, no idea what's happening, <laughs> and it all kind of somehow works out. And that's just kind totally. of our feels for the podcast. It's, it, it kind of works, and, it, and, and clearly <laughs> it, it works out different ways work. And now, very much like in Congeniality, uh, Miss Congeniality 2, two forces have joined together, despite their differences, <laughs> to create this one beautiful episode, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, beautifully said. <laughs> so on that basis, Simone, we're doing Sandy B movies. What two movies? I mean, I've, I've given it away, but just for, for prosperity's sake, what are we doing? I thought you were about to ask me to like rank my two favorite Sandy B movies, and I was not ready. I was like, <laughs> I am not prepared. <laughs> Okay, we'll do that at the end of the podcast so everyone has a moment to think about it. How do you pick your two favorite children? <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to be doing the two Miss Congeniality movies. It's going to be amazing. I forgot how much I love Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so, so brilliant. I mean, is what do you guys think of these movies just in general? Like, in terms of, because you've obviously done a lot of Sandy B recently, how do these two stack up versus, like, the rest of her, uh, the rest of her sort of portfolio that you've gone over so far? I love these movies, um, especially the first one. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll get into it, but the first one is a classic in my mind. Totally. Like, everyone should see it. Everyone's probably seen it, but I, I just love the whole thing. I love it's, like powerful strong woman but then she learns something she like really comes into her own she totally owns it i just think it's like a very classic film Uh uh-huh 
And how about how about you, Anne? What do you think? I mean, I too love these movies, especially the first one. I'll I'll say that too. The sequels, you know, they're hard. A good sequel is hard to come by. I was actually shocked that the first movie has less than fifty percent mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I thought for sure, like that we were just, you know doing it a favor yeah. and tossing Bonkers. it in because the second one didn't do as well. I know. And when I saw that, I was, like, kind of personally offended, yeah. questioning all my own tastes. I'm like, how did, yeah. how did this not rate, like, higher than that? I was so surprised. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a discrimination. I think I think something's gone terribly, terribly wrong there. And it's not all right. It's not right. And I hope that we four <laughs> together can raise this movie it's from the dead because agreed. it deserves something <laughs> better than this. It does. <laughs> So before we get into it, what we like to do uh, is we like to discuss if anyone's drinking anything and what they're drinking. So, Simone, I'll ask you first, purely on the basis that South Africa's alcohol ban has been lifted. Yes! Praise Third one. Sandy B. Yes. D- done. Gone. We're allowed to drink. Well, <laughs> I need to hear more about this alcohol ban because I've heard you talk about it before and I am shocked. What What is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so basically as like part of like COVID measures, uh, what they would do in like the harder stages of lockdown is ban the sale and transport of alcohol because South Africa has a real bad drinking problem. And they were trying to basically free up the strain on emergency rooms and on hospital beds. And like, there's a lot of debate back and forth about how effective it was. Cause like at the same time, there was also like curfews and limits on who can go out. So like, they don't know if that was like also freeing up space or if it was also the alcohol ban but basically whenever our numbers get too high they just ban alcohol (laughs) (laughs) it's um it's really upsetting to me because it always catches like i'm the only person who's ever caught off guard by it so it's always like Uh, as you didn't like yeah as i finish my last bottle of wine uh the president's like oh by the way you're not allowed to buy alcohol anymore and i'm like amazing great i'm sober for a while Um, oh my god yeah so they lifted the ban that's wild this like last week monday uh so yeah it's been a it's been a party since then (laughs) in america liquor stores have been considered essential businesses because we're so dysfunctional we're so dysfunctional they need to they need to like medicate us in some capacity so (laughs) that is so crazy look going through hard lockdown sober was not fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah did a lot of internal reflecting. <laughs> yeah. Way more than I actually really wanted to do. Yeah. You gotta you gotta push down those feelings and make some more sourdough yeah, bread. That That's thing. all you're gonna do. I'm very Catholic, so I just I can't have all these feelings coming up. Oh gosh. So what are you drinking now that the ban is over, Simone? I'm having a lovely Chardonnay and it is giving me life. I'm so happy. Like I'm my stemless wine glass, it is enormous. <laughs> it is impossible to like portion control with a glass this large. Um but I'm not trying to, so No, no, you gotta you gotta make up for last time and you know what I'm proud <laughs> yeah. of you. I'm proud of you. Now, American guests, you have obviously this is this is a time zone issue that we constantly have with guests, so we don't expect you to drink but we will ask you all the same out of pure courtesy guys what are you drinking this morning well it's 9 a.m here in denver which means you've justified a morning mimosa for yes me, so oh, i'm having yes! a strawberry i'm having a a strawberry mimosa though i'm like at my desk and i don't trust myself so it is in a very secure cup with a lid 
um, <laughs> I'm a mess. So that's just smart. <laughs> that's planning ahead. You. It is. It's also worth <laughs> knowing for our guests that we're recording on Super Bowl Sunday because you guys are like champs and total professionals mm-hmm. about the time zone. So like a mimosa on Super Bowl Sunday, I feel is like needed. Yeah, yeah, it's A1. Like, that's yeah, really yeah. Weird. And you were very prepared. Pre-gaming <laughs> that pre-game. You. Yeah, here in, here in Chicago, it's 10 a.m. So uh, I, I'm having a lovely cup of coffee to start off the day. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. you're both being sensible. You've got a long day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's Super Bowl Sunday. You've got to root for the team. So there's going to be great adverts on. Like you said, you're going to be doing wings and things. So you need to be, oh, you yeah. need to be on it. And I respect both of you equally because you're both being responsible <laughs> in your own way. Mimosas in a good, secure cup. Responsible. Coffee at 10 a.m. Responsible. Both of you are responsible adults. And I'm very, very happy about this. And and yeah. What are you drinking, Chad? I'm just drinking a beer. I'm drinking the Hop Stepper. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw this Ooh, at the shop today. Oh, that's a cool today. can. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, for all of our YouTube listeners. It's a Hop Forward <laughs> Pale Ale, so it's just lovely. It's a Founders Batch, which is really nice, uh, from the Hop Foundry, which is lovely. Yeah, very light beer, nice. very chill, very, very nice. Um, and shall we also say, because this episode will come out uh, the Tuesday after Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Hey. Yeah. Ooh. And who better to celebrate with? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I mean, you know, it's it's our love for, for Sandy B that brought us all together. And and is that not just the spirit of, of Valentine's Day in its entirety? So true. Girl crush. Was was she at all in that horrible Valentine's Day movie? I no. think we covered it a couple she years ago. She hasn't. No. I don't think she's been no. in any no? of those like, uh. movies with the multiple storylines, yeah. holiday, you know, tons of famous people i mean good for her those are rough yeah seriously oh yeah oh yeah it's a smart decision i feel like the the closest to that she's been in in like a big star-studded cast film was oceans eight which i think had a a lot different vibe than like one of those you know yeah yeah are you have you guys reviewed it for the season we have that's actually going to be our third episode so by the time this comes out uh i can't do that calendar calculation these might, might that quickly but yeah these might come out the same week maybe i think it will have I just released think about calendars Ooh, that's exciting <laughs> okay perfect so you yeah. guys if you want their thoughts on oceans eight um of which i'm sure there are many <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> head on over <laughs> okay brilliant well shall i tell everyone about miss congeniality at one take us Although, through let's be honest we all know it we all know. Heart. i think we could to be fair i think if with a little bit of prodding we could just like recreate the whole movie <laughs> now just between the four scene of by us scene. Just, like assign characters yeah, but recast ourselves <laughs> i think we would all fight for the role of sandy b though gracie lou freebush but oh yeah you know. oh, but, like, so, so to avoid that i'll just gracie hart played by sandra bullock is your just your average fbi agent she's frumpy totally committed to the job and single one night whilst involved in a sting operation to bring down some big russian rob, uh, mob boss she accidentally gets one of her colleagues shot by disobeying a direct order from her superior The guy survives, but she feels absolutely crap about it. Her boss, played by Ernie Hudson, is pretty pissed because of her lack of respect and puts her on desk duty until the inquiry into what went down. In the meantime, her other colleague and world-renowned heartthrob, Eric Matthews, played by Benjamin Bratt, has been given the opportunity to lead his own mission. There is a serial bomber loose across Manhattan, and a new coded message has come in from the bomber. Eric has been tasked with solving the case and looks to assemble a team. A day or so later, Gracie is reading over the coded message from the bomber when she realizes that it's a threat uh, that it's a thre- threat to bomb the Miss United States pageant. She immediately rushes off to tell Eric, but he already knows. 
She's on desk duty, so she shouldn't really be helping out, but, as you can tell, Gracie has a problem with following the rules. She tells Eric that the best thing to do would be put the, to put an FBI agent into the pageant undercover so that they can be on the ground should anything go wrong. As you can guess, after looking at, uh, through each and every female agent, they realize that Gracie is the only woman for the job. Of course, being a feminist, she couldn't think of anything worse than being dolled up and paraded around like an airhead. Plus, she's really hideous, so there's no way she could possibly be transformed into a beauty queen. That is, until the FBI uh, get hold of Victor Melling, played by Michael Caine. He is this beauty queen legend, turning contestants into fully-fledged queens with his skill. With lots of effort, he is able to turn Gracie into this smoking hot babe. So, she goes to the pageant and meets the facilitator, Kathy Morningside, played by Candace Bergen. She and Gracie do not get along because Gracie still finds the whole pageant thing a bit antiquated and ridiculous, while Cassie, Kathy Morningside has basically dedicated her life to the Miss United States. Shenanigans ensue, and Gracie gets really close to one of the contestants from Rhode Island, Cheryl Frazier, played by Heather Burns. They confide in each other, and Gracie starts to realize that these ladies are actually really cool. And hey, maybe this whole thing isn't that bad. Then, completely out of the blue, the bomber is caught. So the FBI decide to leave the pageant, thinking that nothing could go wrong. Gracie, of course, has other ideas. She believes that they should be investigating Kathy Morningside because she, was getting uh, she is getting fired at the end of this pageant and has kind of lost her mind, being extra violent and unhinged. Her boss says no, and so Gracie quits the force and stays on the, in the competition to monitor the situation as a civilian. It is at this point that Eric discovers that Kathy's assistant is actually her son and that he has multiple felony charges. He comes back to help Gracie ensure that everything is okay. In the meantime, Kathy and her son are planning to blow up the winner of the Miss United States pageant by placing a bomb in the crown. Kathy is pissed because she is getting fired when, uh, uh, when she dedicated her whole, her whole life to the pageant. So if she goes down, she's gonna take the whole pageant down with her. In the end, Gracie and Eric are able to save the day. They safely detonate the bomb and no one is hurt. They arrest, arrest Kathy and her son and Gracie and Eric start dating. The end. Yay! Ooh. Well done. What's your Ooh. what's your cliffhanger? I know it's hard to pick just one. This this was the most difficult mm -hmm. cliffhanger that I could have possibly like it was so difficult to choose between so many great lines, but it has to be this one. Oh my god. I haven't seen a walk like that since Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, you know what? It's been working really well for me for the past 30 years, all right? Well, Glide, now glide. Look, don't, don't look down, don't look well, down. Look, don't look down, look up. Your, your chin should always be parallel to the floor. Now glide, glide. It's not the bloody ice capades. Glide. Gliding. No, no, don't pick your feet up, don't pick your feet up. Why are you picking your feet up? Because I'm preparing to run away. No, wait, 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 wait. What? Watch me, watch me. Glide, glide. See? Glide. It's all in the buttocks. Don't I look pretty? It takes a very secure man to walk like that. <sighs> roll your hips, roll your hips. Head up, head up. Keep gliding, keep gliding. I'm gliding here! Uh, what are you, blind? And it's just <laughs> such a great opening scene, just watching Michael Caine just glide across the ground. And you've Michael got, like, Caine this... was fantastic oh, in this. So good. Perfect. Ah, oh, so, so good. I mean, like, there's not a character that you don't like in this film. I mean, Michael Caine, like you said, yes. Benjamin yeah. Bratt, what a... Gorgeous man. <laughs> oh. I think the first episode we ever recorded when we were on, 
uh, previous podcast when we were It's Not That Bad was we did Catwoman and Benjamin Bratt is the love interest in that. And I still just have the biggest crush on that man. His cheekbones, you could grate cheese Very on Very defined. It's yes. so beautiful. Yes. He is so beautiful. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, he... How dare he? How dare he be so gorgeous? And I mean, I, I, he's he just doesn't seem to age. He just, mm. like, stays no. perpetually beautiful. It's really mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, yeah. What is? What are your guys' thoughts about it? Let's let's start with our guests' thoughts on this film. I mean, I I love, I adore this film. I think it is mm-hmm. funny. It's so feel good. I mean, Sandra Bullock. It's like the perfect marriage of her physical comedy and her comedic timing mm-hmm. with line delivery. Totally. And I love a good transformation movie. You know, like. I just love it. Right. (laughs) Where she's like a mildly beautiful cop. (laughs) She transforms into a much more beautiful cop. And I... And I love that, like... <laughs> I really... I always love that trope in movies where it's, like, someone obviously beautiful. Yeah, you're like, no, they're, they're not ugly. Right? <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, oh, she was hot? <laughs> like, and the, the defining, like, transform, transformative feature is always the eyebrows. Like, they're mm-hmm. very caterpillary to begin with. And yes. And, like, that's the first thing you notice. You know, it's the same thing in Princess Diaries when... Like, yes. like it just yes. transforms the whole face, exactly which you know makes me thinking. very self conscious of my beauty routines <laughs> in quarantine. They give her like a little blowout. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, yes. I think that's the that's the problem, and I think it's very important to to master your bathroom lighting, especially in quarantine, because if you have mm. bad bathroom lighting, oh, you're gonna see things. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've, I've avoided my bathroom mirror for like a week before, like you know, checked myself out in other much more flattering ones and then I'll get to the bathroom mirror and be like oh my god (laughs) why didn't anyone tell me Uh, uh, it's yeah it's uh it's a it's a harsh harsh light I think that's that's where sort of that saying came from just you know the truth the 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 truth of the harsh light (laughs) so what is there anything Mm -hmm. that we didn't like about this movie let's let's talk about that to start with because I know we're such fangirls about this that we should probably try and be objective (laughs) Uh, and and say where this movie kind of fell down. Thoughts from from everyone? So rewatching it now, I think there's a couple things that could be considered problematic that we just oh, yeah. didn't really notice 20 years ago. Um, like there's definitely some like homophobic slurs mm-hmm. or some kind of like chauvinistic things with the way the other men on the force are, yeah. um, you know, thinking about the women. But that part is, I mean, it is kind of part of the plot. It does add to it a little, but I feel like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. that kind of joke was considered cutesy and like yeah. we were able to just like, oh, laugh at it. And this time, like I was the the two times when her coworker, when Benjamin Bratt, when he like smacks her on the butt yeah. twice, I'm like, I don't remember that watching it the first time. And no. this time it was like, oh, yeah. How, yeah. what? They're coworkers. Like, you're not what are you doing, Benjamin? buddies. Like, it was shocking, which yeah. is so funny. I don't. I like did not remember that at all from the first no. one. So I just think like some of those things that we kind of cringe at now that like 20 years ago just kind of we didn't even notice. Also, I feel like in the early 2000s, like feminist was still such a dirty word. Yeah. Like they really mm-hmm. yeah. they really avoid it. And I think the only time it comes out is when like the lady in charge of the pageant is like, "Yeah, and feminists hate this show <laughs> because <laughs> 
like she equates it with like terrorists. <laughs> right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It is. Yeah, it was. It was really shocking, especially from the FBI. And I guess like that's the thing that we're slowly realizing now is just like we can't be having cop shows and and and, and procedurals where they themselves break the rules and be like yeah. cool with it anymore and i think right. that's a really it's obviously a really good re- uh, revolution to have and revelation to have um especially given everything that's happened in the last year well everything that's come to the public light in the last yeah, year everything that right. people have than... started caring about more <laughs> yeah. yes exactly and and yeah, and and to go back and see this and just see the the weird relationship and the weird tension and the fact that like that whole scene where they are just objectifying Ugh. all the women uh, through that computer program. Yeah, it's like, wh- wow, wow. Okay, I, I this this just feels like a sexual harassment claim waiting to yeah, happen. Oof. Yeah, definitely. I will say there is one part though towards after after Eric and Gracie have kind of like bonded a little throughout this experience there is one point where eric kind of blocks and he's like okay guys there's nothing to see here and he kind of he kind of becomes like defensive of her in that way Mm -hmm. um it's hard to tell in the movie if he's being possessive about her or if he actually cares but you know there's a a little bit of they're trying to redeem it a little i think there Absolutely. This, to me, it actually reminded me, like, a little bit of Legally Blonde. Right. In that, like, Mm. part of the character's central conflict is, like, she's always kind of struggled with femininity or, like, like presenting as feminine while also trying to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, like, well, this character is, like, very much just sort of rejected, like, all forms of, like, being feminine in favor of, like, wanting people to take her seriously. And she struggles to find that balance or, like, mm-hmm. a balance where she even, like, takes herself seriously if she's presenting as feminine. And that's, like, her sort of little growth, which I thought was really nice Mm -hmm. actually i thought they did a really good job with that um character arc in this movie obviously legally blonde like she always presents a super feminine (laughs) right and her real conflict is trying to get the rest of the world to understand that she's still like smart and capable and worthy but it's kind of weird that like at this point in the 2000s like this was a weird central conflict for movies to have was just like yeah girls can be girly and (laughs) professional (laughs) Like, it's a weird line yeah, to draw. That is, that is true. Look, it's 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 clear that this movie was going for like the lowest common denominator. It's it's one of those things where the, like, the <laughs> yeah. message is very clear in what it's supposed to be, so right. that everyone understands it. It's got it's not nuance. Hey, fellas, we're not we're not doing yeah. nuance in in miscongeniality. We're not trying to like really discuss the dichotomy of feminism and professionalism. Oh yeah, we're, <laughs> we're trying to be like women can be both sexy and professional, and that's that's a good start for 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 chads everywhere. This is what we need (laughs) help them help them with that um but like on that basis on like thinking about that basis it is a bit strange but i kind of liked the fact that it was always assumed that she was good at her job and no one talked shit about her for being good at her job and focused on the job even though she was a woman like there was no sort of sort of even a mention by her boss or anything that she was less capable or less uh, able. Yeah, that's true. Because she was that's a woman. That's true. And it had nothing to do with her beauty or anything, which I thought was was really cool. It was a nice assumption to just have baked into Yeah, I like that, especially for coming out in the early yeah. 2000s, you know, 20 years ago. That is, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. is good. I like that. Yeah. 
That's a good point. I actually hadn't thought of that at all. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of... It's almost like you do this uh, prof- a semi-professionally. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a semi-pro at this point. You, you've seen my jumpers. You know they have elbow patches. I teach courses on this kind of thing. <laughs> so what we like to do as well is um, at one of our segments, uh, you know, we're not as professional as you guys with your with your structure and everything, but we do try to, to have some structure. And we do a, a segment called um, a scene that could have saved it. So basically, you just got to think of a, one scene that would have made this better. better. So so I'll start with Simone so you guys have time to think about it. I'm not just going to throw you in the <laughs> deep end. That's all that that's reserved for what I do to Simone on occasion. I just throw her in. But uh, so I won't do that to you guys. So <laughs> Simone, what's your scene that could have saved it? Something that I thought was kind of interesting that I wish had been explored a little more is like, in her well, her relationship with Benjamin Bratt is like clearly like part of what she's feeling is like she's also avoided mm-hmm. relationships because she doesn't know like how to be vulnerable and also feel respected and mm-hmm. like that's part of why she's like been really closed off and you know because she's being so vulnerable with this she can like be like closer to Benjamin Bratt and I thought that was really interesting but I really wish that they'd maybe gone into like into it a little bit more especially because it becomes kind of a central conflict in the next movie like how she feels about relationships and how insecure she is about them so it would have been cool just to see like one extra little scene where she like maybe talks to miss america Mm. about it or whatever and like you know i I think that would have set things up a little nicely but at the same time i don't think they knew there was going to be a sequel (laughs) when this movie got made so i that's fair yeah yeah i get you i get you how about you Anne? what do you what what, what's the scene that could have saved it for you (sighs) i don't know i really struggle with this question for this first miscongeniality because i Mm -hmm. i can take the movie as is like i really like it it's pretty perfect yeah it's you know there's flaws but it's flawless otherwise I will say, like, in in a lot of Sandra Bullock movies, you know, we've watched all 48 of them. Good Lord. A very constant theme, <laughs> a very consistent theme in her movies is that, like, she is typecast into these characters who are, like, so devoted to their job, super single, afraid of relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a mm-hmm. character that she gets cast into a oh, lot. Yeah. It's the jawline. Maybe kind of echoing Simone a little bit, like some deeper, deeper dive into like the history there. Okay. Like, because at one point she tells him, mm. Vic, I think it's Victor, mm-hmm. she tells him, she's like, You don't know why I am the way I am. Yeah. And then yeah, like, we don't get true. anything else from that. So, like, that might be an, an extended scene that I would, I would appreciate to know, like, how did she end up in the FBI? Yeah. And like, why, yeah. why is she the way that oh. she is? Um, I think that would have added some yeah. character development for her that I would have liked. A backstory would be so cool. Totally. Yes. Because all we get is, like, mm-hmm. that little bit at the beginning where she's, like, a kid and she saves the other kid <laughs> yes. from being bullied. And that's it. Like, we don't know what her parents were like. I assume, like, she looks like a lady who had a military dad yeah. who was very emotionally <laughs> withholding. But we don't know. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think right. you're absolutely right. And I think we need a prequel. The four of us can write it. Netflix, hit us up. I would... I would say Jeff Bezos, but he stepped down (laughs) last week. So, you know, besides we don't like him, and especially now that he's not in a position of power, we can literally guillotine guillotine him now, inciting violence. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's right. (laughs) I don't know the legality. I think if you're not CEO, you can be guillotined. I'm pretty sure that's right. You're just as vulnerable to the guillotine (laughs) as the rest of us. Uh, (laughs) Also, Sandra Bullock is like... She's like uh, Benjamin Button, so she could definitely oh, yeah. age backwards and do Straight, yeah. a, a prequel when she's oh like, where she'd be like 25. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. I was looking at pictures of her from, like, the early 80s when she was doing the Working Girl series. And, like, she looks exactly the fucking same now. It's insane. She's she's stunning. She's flawless it's and she'll never wild. age. And she, she, Betty White, and Keanu Reeves are just going to be at the end of the universe just eating s'mores. And we'll just, you know, be in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. How about you? What, what's your scene that could have saved it? Um, okay, so this one was hard for me, too, because I love it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love your backstory idea. That's a really good one. But the mm-hmm. one thing I thought of that kind of, like, yeah, yeah. trips me up in this movie is when she is performing at the pl- preliminaries mm-hmm. um, with the water glasses. And then she, like, jumps the guy in the crowd. <laughs> It's hilarious. I love that scene. But also it's a little bit unbelievable that like nobody that they I mean, she makes it on the news and then everybody's just kind of like, okay, I guess that was fine. And we'll just go on. So to me, I'm just like, that part is a little bit like, really? Like, I feel like they would people Mm -hmm. would be demanding that they look into her more. And like, she's this newcomer. Like, what's going on with that? I feel like that would tip, you know, tip people's. Yeah. Tip people's Especially like people are so obsessive Mm -hmm. about like the pageant circuit and like to become like, to even get to Miss America. Like that is like a whole career that you've done for most of your life. Like I'm pretty sure every other runner up for Miss New Jersey would be like, excuse Um, me. (laughs) What? Right. Like what? How did this girl get here? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I had that thought as well. Like she wasn't, yeah. she wasn't That would be there. sick. And actually like as a side story as like an extra sort of B plot, that would have been really cool to investigate and like the FBI trying to hush it up <laughs> and things. That could have been really <laughs> right, fun. Right, right. That could have been really really fun. Yeah. Um for me it's simply the fact that Miss Rhode Island is accused of being a animal rights activist anarchist and it's just dropped. Like, completely dropped. And I'm dying... Like, it was the weakest red herring of all time. And all I want is for that to come back so we can understand. I mean, it's really funny because after the whole... The best scene... One of the best scenes in the movie with the the perfect date scene. Describe your perfect date. It's a tough one. (laughs) Um, I'd have to say April 25th. Because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. It said, like, it's, it's, it's a thrown away line, but it said that her, uh, her, her major is something like astrophysics with a, with a yeah, ma- nuclear minor. physics. Yeah. Yes. But like these two facts that she's an anarchist and she's doing nuclear <laughs> physics is just thrown away and we just need to forget about it. It's fine. You're just like, who is this girl? Like, I'm dying yeah. to know her story. Like, that's the only thing I yeah. care about more than anything else. So yeah, that's what Maybe I Maybe in the prequel we'll get, we'll get yes. her story as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about this. Like a, a mini Netflix series as well, where it's just like each individual, Ooh. like the top tens backstory. Like we can do individual episodes. Yes. I'd watch Ooh, the shit out of it. Love it. Netflix, come on. What's Let's subscribe? <laughs> <laughs> well, as a final thought, what we like to do is, um, would you watch this again? And would you recommend it for people? Uh, so, so go. You, you, you know the crush. answer is a resounding <laughs> yes from everybody. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yes, like, yes. I'd watch it again right fucking now. <laughs> Literally right now. Yeah, should we do that? Should we like let's skip mis- yep. misogeniality yeah, too? Should yeah, we just, yeah, let's just put watch it on? <laughs> Okay. So. <laughs> and also if you haven't seen this already, like what are you doing? Go watch yes. it right now. <laughs> the scene where William Shatner is trying to do the Miss America song <laughs> while everybody's so fighting and getting punched <laughs> in the face is yeah. comedy gold. There's like fire yeah, in the background. Is. 
<laughs> he's great throughout this movie he's so so funny um i mean it gets better in the second movie and we'll discuss it but he he's just such a nice presence like he usually does like such mm-hmm. gravitas and, and things but this yeah. was just perfect as just like a side character what a babe <laughs> so tell us simone let's do miss congeniality 2 i don't remember the tagline what's does anyone remember the tagline? armed and fabulous armed and fabulous perfect i'm not a fan <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all get that tattooed. There's three words. That's a bit of a problem, but but you know, one of us armed, one of us, and one of us fabulous. <laughs> Someone can just get an exclamation point. I mean, maybe we should just get T-shirts before the uh, tattoos. <laughs> yes. I also don't know who wants the armed tattoo. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Going through airports mm. is going to be a little tricky. <laughs> or alternatively, maybe, maybe you could just get like arm instead of armed Ooh, and then yeah, it can be on your better. arm and people can True. just think it's like a, a general reminder <laughs> you're just arm labeling your, your body part yes. i like it i like it it's sort of memento-esque it's really good that's great yes yes i think that would also work because especially with the four of us so someone can get arm someone can get ed someone could get and and someone could get fabulous obviously the oh. person who got fabulous wins this is just very clear <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I'm picturing a very like. I'm kind of scared of getting a tattoo, yeah. so I'll just get the like tiny ampersand. <laughs> I'll I'll take that one. Perfect. That's really cute. I think that's that the real works. winner. That's really cute. Yeah. For the fabulous, I'm really picturing oh. like an early 2000s aesthetic. Yes, yes like sc- rolling oh, script. Yeah. yeah, like proper big yes. massive. Yes. Yes. As close to like you. Ed Hardy oh. as yeah. you can possibly get. <laughs> exactly what I'm imagining. <laughs> Alternatively, yeah. Simone, if you're not happy with the whole tattoo <laughs> idea, we could just start a cult called Armand, Armed and Fabulous, which, you know, I've been gunning for forever. I feel like you'd get real interesting folks. <laughs> hey, look, I know you want us to start a cult, but... See, we got two, we got two subscribers already, so here we go. Yeah. We can do this. Guys. <laughs> We're in it now. <laughs> I don't think we have the charisma... <laughs> How dare you? How very dare you? Just, you, go on with your synopsis. I'm done with you. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Okay, let's be honest. I'm the weakling here. I think you can pull it off. Okay. Miss Congeniality 2. Armed and fabulous. 
This movie takes place a couple of weeks after the events of the first Miss Congeniality. Sandra Bullock, or Gracie Hart, played by Sandra Bullock, is having trouble going back into being a field agent because she keeps being recognized. She's so famous for the events of the first Miss Congeniality. Uh, on top of that, her relationship with Benjamin Bratt is not going well. Uh, so, at this point, FBI Assistant Director Harry McDonald, played by Ernie Hudson, says she should capitalize on her publicity by, offer, by appointing her as media relations officer. So it's basically a PR gig where she travels around and makes the FBI look really good, which can be tricky. (laughs) (laughs) So because she's like really sad about her breakup, she's like, okay, sure, I'll do it. And she is paired with FBI transfer agent Sam Fuller, played by Regina King. Uh, Sam has some very deep anger issues, and they don't really get along that well at first. She also gets a style coach, Joel Mayers, played by Diedrich Bader. Uh, so, and then she gets a book ghostwritten for her, and she does a whole book tour. But it's very clear that she's lost herself a bit. She's all up in her style. She's not the badass lady that we knew and loved in the first movie. Fortunately or unfortunately, <laughs> Stanfields, played by <laughs> William Shatner, and her dear friend, Miss America, Cheryl Fraser, played by Heather Burns, get kidnapped. And it's up to Gracie to solve the case, except not really. The FBI really actually doesn't want her on the case at all. <laughs> but she's decided, because Cheryl is her bestie, that she's going to try and solve it while she's on the book tour, while Sam is on her case, while Joel is on her case. She needs to find her friend. So she does a bunch of different investigation work. She goes undercover at an old age home. And she realizes that the kidnappers and would-be ransomers aren't actually after Cheryl at all. They're, excuse me, they're after Stan, who has some really bad gambling debts. More and more shenanigans (laughs) ensue. People keep telling her that she needs to stop investigating and let the professionals do it. But it turns out that the FBI is kind of maybe in on it, or at least they want the... Thing for themselves. She saves the day. She saves her friend. Everybody's happy. And she quits being the PR person and goes back into detective work and also uh, is nice to little girls who are boyish again. <laughs> the end. That's the yes. true message of this movie. And Ron <laughs> Swanson is there. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron yes. friggin Swanson. Okay, we'll get into yeah. that. But what is your... What is uh, what is your cliffhanger for this one, Simone? This is equally as difficult, I can imagine. <sighs> My cliffhanger is going to be this very painful moment. Thank you very much. Your name, please? Octavia. Octavia. I was just wondering if you could tell me what skincare regimen you use. Well, I like to catch as many felons as possible. It really gets the heart pumping, and the increased circulation really helps my complexion. Oh. There you go. Thank you very Thank much. You. Hey. Hey, your name, please? Priscilla. Priscilla. I have to do a book report. I want to do it on your book because I want to be an agent, too. Well, good for you. Thank you, Priscilla. Hi, your name is? Angela. Angela. The other kids are doing their report on Beyonce or Britney. But if you come to my school and talk, they'd see why being an agent is so cool and stop getting on me. I would really love to, but as you can see, the agency's got me pretty busy. There you go. Thank you very much. But what you could do is just pull your hair up every once in a while. It would really open up your face because remember, People care about people who care about themselves. This is like Sandy, like she's lost herself. She's not even being cool to this little girl. And she's like, you just need to put your hair up and back. And it's just, I I don't know if I believe this character Mm -hmm, change mm -hmm. from the first movie. Right. Like it's only been like a couple of months and 
like the Gracie that we meet in the first movie doesn't seem like the kind of mm-hmm. person who would let mm-hmm. fame go to her head. Like her whole defining yeah. characteristic <laughs> is that she's very down to earth. And then throughout this movie, they really try to push that she's like all about the style and all about the fashion. And it's like, mm-hmm. really, in a couple of months, she learned how to quote like Louis Vuitton. And, <laughs> like she she just did all that. Like, OK, that's weird i don't know it just it really didn't seem like a natural character shift for me and it bugged me like this whole movie like i just really struggled with it yeah i feel you i feel you to play devil's advocate here to be to be to try and justify it you know i'm I'm trying to be on the producer's side here she has this like horrible breakup with benjamin bratt's character right true and so in my head it's believable i can swallow this very very large pill on the back that she is so traumatized from this relationship, opening herself up to someone else when she's, you know, yeah. been so closed down, that opening herself up to Benjamin Bratt and then having him throw it in her face for a promotion has shut her down and she doesn't know who she is anymore. And so she's trying to find herself because she's she's so vulnerable and open now um, that she becomes this sort of vapid, you know, only people who look after themselves, care about themselves, kind of whatever that fucking line <sighs> Damn it, was. you're right. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's ah, I'm furious. How dare you be so empathetic? <laughs> that's and the sweet. only way I can accept it too. Is that like, <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> that breakup scene on the phone, yeah, is Sandra Bullock does an incredible job portraying what that <sighs> yes. what that feels like. Oh. Absolutely, especially just representing one yeah. side oh of the God. conversation. And I totally agree, Chad. That's the only way I can. That's the only way I can justify this like drastic character transformation which i also don't like because it's just like well maybe she's at that yeah. point she's like well i tried and now i'm resigned and i'm just gonna be a, a monkey and you know this is the job now like i'm this is what i'm gonna do but her comment to the little girl because she does still have moments yeah. of like herself throughout it but that comment to the little girl at the book signing yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it does feel so out of character and she does this like robot smile when she tells her yeah, like people Straight. care about people who care about yes. themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. but yeah, I don't know. I I, yeah. I totally creepy. agree. <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You go. You go. No, I was just I was just gonna echo. I totally agree as well. Don't get me wrong, Simone. I think you're 100 percent right in the fact that it can't be like it, like there is no nuance in this movie. I I think I've like we're we're all sort of like putting our own emphasis on yeah. it. It's not. It's definitely not the directors. They did not think this far ahead. Mm-hmm. Can't be yeah. physically impossible <laughs> for this kind of movie. But but yeah, that's the only way you can kind of justify it, which is also just unjustifiable because it is such a such a quick drastic switch from the first one which makes very little sense yeah very little sense. Right. i also really didn't love them leaning back on the angry black woman stereotype like i understand yeah. that she had to be like kind of like oh it's like a version of gracie before the last miss congeniality so she can see her her old self and conflict with her old self like i get it but it was just a mm. little icky mm-hmm. yeah on that note, I too felt like they had sort of like the token character, like Victor in the first mm-hmm. one, and then the second one with the stylist. Like, I felt like that was a little bit like, mm, really, like you just felt like, oh, I'm gonna check this box off because it worked in the first movie, and like it didn't feel, yeah. it didn't come across as like, oh, this is a genuine character that I'm going to flesh out and like add to yeah. the story. It was just like, oh, there were some funny moments in the first one. Like, let's make a character like that again. Yeah, yeah totally, absolutely. 
I think there are quite a lot of sort of unbelievable things in this. I think the biggest one for me, like on a rewatch now, is the fact that Gracie jumps into the pirate island, into the ship zone, and no one stops it. No one's like, hmm, someone's just jumped into our live action scene. Right. And, and, the, and, the, and the hotel's like, nah, 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 let, let it play out. It's fine. Especially like, in Vegas. Okay. Like the security is really tight on those things because people are hammered all the time. <laughs> So true. Right. Yeah, I think this movie has a lot of things in it that it's like a lot sillier than the first one. They kind of take it to the extreme as far as like outrageous scenes, like funny undercover scenes. It just feels a lot more like it it just feels a lot sillier than the first one. I think you kind of have to go into it with the right mindset. I mean, I think sequels, especially to a movie that becomes such a classic, like beloved classic, like Miss Congeniality, Mm -hmm. I think it's really hard to do a sequel. So I think if you go in with the right mindset where you're just like, we're just going to have some fun with this, like we don't want to overthink it, then you'll enjoy it. But if you really sit down and think about it, you you can find a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of like, yeah, Yeah, I think that's a really fair assessment. I mean, yeah, the whole um, the whole scene in the drag bar. I was like, okay, I just have to accept this is the physical comedy moment. (laughs) This is them letting Sandy B go off script and improvise. and You just have to get through it. I love that scene because there's that bit in it where um, um, the, the the side character tells the other um, Tina Turner to, uh, to to lift her and, and in the deepest voice imaginable, he just goes, no. And that just, like, I lost my shit at that because it was just so funny. It's like, pick me up. No. And I'm like, I didn't care what happened afterwards. I was just, I was just laughing my head off. It was so funny. Um, and you do get little moments like that that are just great in this movie. And I think that's why, oh, that's yeah. where I appreciated this movie. Like, like you said, like, you really have to sort of suspend your, your disbelief. You have to just come into this knowing that it's just yeah. like a comedy complete romp but there are little moments of comedy that are great there's that bit where uh, Rhode Island is singing and Ron Swanson pulls the gun and is about to shoot her and and what's his face he's like I can sing if you like I played Iago in Twelfth Night beautiful perfect line brilliant absolutely perfect I think you definitely saw more of Cheryl Frazier's sorry that's the name of the character What's her face? Heather, Heather Burns. Burns. I think you definitely saw more yeah. of her like comedy acting chops in this. <laughs> I thought like she definitely had fine-tuned the character and was just mm-hmm. like yeah. nailing all of her lines. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Nick Offerman's like subtle side plot where he has a, a BFA in fine arts and yes. he's kind of like turning this ransom thing into a whole production. I I think it's so subtly yes. funny and mm-hmm. it took me it took me like many rewatches yeah. to actually even realize that that was Nick Offerman where I was like what is happening? Right? I just I love his character to be this like kind of goofy villain who's just like <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. I can do a ransom yeah. and like he and his brother trying to pull it off is just hysterical to me. I love a criminal with a flair for the dramatic, and who better to play one? Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, and yeah. To be fair, they would yes. have they would have gotten away with it if if Gracie Hart hadn't just been so damn lucky, <sighs> so Such lucky. A good detective. And I think that for me is what took it away from this movie as well is the fact that it was just like Deus Ex Machina after Deus Ex Machina, like she didn't mm. really. Like, in the first one, she was brilliant because she, like, did proper detective work, found out this stuff by herself. In this one, it was sort of just, like, off-the-cuff off comments from everyone else that kind of just led her in the right direction. Yeah. And it was just, like, right place, right time, and that made no sense. Like, 
it takes that took away her agency i found yeah that's true yeah that's true so one thing that i didn't like is that i felt like they do this a lot in sequels where they overcomplicate the story or they add like so many sub subplots yes. that are just not necessary yes i love up. that you just had a refill action um i just texted my boyfriend like, to bring me more wine and he brings me more wine amazing what like, do you need anything uh, else Sorry, sorry, Anne, you were saying, yeah, there's loads of loads sorry. of B plots in this. Yes, there's too many B plots. Like the whole the whole fact that it turns out to not be a Miss America ploy and they're actually like gambler gambler debts coming after Stan and then it switches hands and then there's like that whole other plot with like their yeah. other FBI friend who's dating the pretty blonde and she ends up cheating on him with the director. I'm like, what's the point of mm. that? Like it, it overcomplicates it and I, for the longest time, and maybe I'm just not intellectually savvy enough, but for the longest time watching it, I was like, it's a gambling debt, like stands, gambling, who are these people? Like, how did this even happen? And so I think they just overcomplicated that for ultimately Mm -hmm. what the movie actually is. Yeah. That was also my sense. Like, the movie was way more complicated than it had to be. I feel like the first movie was, like, super perfect straightforward. Like, you've got this investigation, this mystery. She needs to be in the Miss America pageant. She needs to solve it. She chats to side characters. They clearly have backstories we want to know more about, but it's not important. Let's just, like, move (laughs) along. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so true. It's so, so true. And and it does make the movie a bit janky in that respect as well. It it felt like, and I think this is is a really odd comparison, but it did feel like Charlie's Angels, the original one, where it's just, like, a whole bunch of scenes that were stitched together rather than one coherent movie. Um, And I think that's what what kind of laid down, that you were just like, wait, why are we back at the airport Mm -hmm. again? Like, yeah. this this feels very weird, just plotline-y. Like, it feels like that's something that they teach you in film school not to yeah. do. Like, <laughs> it just feels like one of those things, like, you inherently should know from film school, even if you haven't been to film school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all of us. I, I, I don't know if you guys have, but no. we, we certainly haven't been to film school. We are unqualified. <laughs> I mean, in a way, this is our yeah. film school. This is what we, <laughs> all four of us do, you know, religiously now. It's true. That's true. <laughs> Very unqualified. I don't know. I think I think we could all apply to. Does Harvard do a film school degree? I think we could do like this. Could be our like video interview for, for, for Harvard, right? Yes. <laughs> that's gonna be my entrance essay. Just the nuances no, yeah. of this congeniality. Yeah. That's very. It worked for Al Woods, so I feel like it could work for us too. That's true. true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> There's oh, there's one other part I think that's funny that we haven't talked about yet is um, when Gracie goes undercover as an old lady in the assisted living Beautiful home. Beautiful scene. Hilarious. Like, it feels like classic comedy moment. You get to see her acting as an mm-hmm. old lady. Like, she's got she's got the saggy boobs that she's, like, adjusting. It's so funny. So good. <laughs> it's so Yeah, so it's, it's really, really fun. Yeah. Especially when she stands up because she <laughs> solved the mystery. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It's it's absolutely like it's everything you want to be when you're an old person. Yep. Just this like yeah. weird, grouchy, <laughs> kind of lovely human being. Right. Just like a weird old person. That's all you want when you when you get to that exactly. age. Really. I also want to give credit where credit is due, and I think Regina King did like a really good job mm-hmm. with the script she mm-hmm. was given. Like she could have played it. I think 
a lot worse than she did. Yeah, um, yeah you know, the script did read really stereotypical. Yeah. And she kind of, I think, leaned away from that as much as she could. Mm-hmm. And she gave the character a lot of depth and nuance that I think a lesser actress actually wouldn't have managed. Absolutely. Um, and her scenes, you know, like where they're lying in the hotel room and chatting, mm-hmm. that was a mm-hmm. really lovely bonding scene. Or like, oh, when Sandra B talks about how she feels like she's not like yeah. able yeah. to be loved or worthy uh, of love yeah oh that was yeah. really nice and like so it's yeah it really regina king <laughs> i think brought a lot of those moments through and was like an mm-hmm. amazing supporting actress for like yeah Sandra i Bullock's love her congeniality so i just wanted to like yeah, yeah. totally i think yeah give her a huge shout she was out a star in this absolute star definitely so what's everyone's scenes that could have saved it now i'm gonna start with you two girl crush girls because you you you've yeah i'm throwing you in the deep end now you know what this podcast is about so it's your turn. Okay, I, cool. I, I, I two. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, this one is not necessarily a single scene, but I I feel like they could have gone a different direction with the movie right. and made it more interesting. So they went like the very, let's do extreme, let's do silly, like dive into it. I feel like they could have taken it like the other direction and given, had the movie be more about her character development in a, like a more genuine way yeah. and maybe how she would have used this yeah like growth that we saw in the first movie this like incredible arc and then used that to see like how would she change the agent like the fbi agency from within like bringing other women on the force or you know something like that that would have been cool to see like more of her growth in the actual agency versus just like oh there's these other crazy crimes growing going on and like let's see how she handles them now that she has some fame yeah i feel like they could have made it a little bit deeper yeah totally especially like because being in the FBI, like, field agent is not the only job available right. to you. Yeah. No. It was kind of silly that, like, <laughs> they kept thro- – like, she was in – she was undercover, like, three weeks after the whole Miss America thing. I'm like, well, that – whoever yeah. decided that was really stupid because I could have told you that was not going to yeah. work. <laughs> She's just on TV. And they blame <laughs> her. They're like, oh, you, you're too recognizable and it's a problem. Like, my guy yeah. – like, so then you automatically have to go to the, into PR. Like, she could direct a bunch of other agents. Like, yeah. 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 It makes it makes yeah. very, very little sense. But I do like what you said. It would have been really cool if this had been a movie like, again, Netflix hit us up. The four of us were mm. great, a great script. But it's sort of like, you know, I guess it's sort of like a film like um, Dead Poets Society, where you have like Sandy B going to like a, an underprivileged yes. school <laughs> and like tries to recruit, yes. tries to recruit FBI agents. And she just finds the joy in those, in those students who just don't right. give a shit but she's there and rough toughing and oh yeah I, I, that that is it would have been totally idea. different vibe this is really cool. cute like young cast that she's teaching how to yes. fight and oh oh i love it already yeah yeah netflix you oh, guys like cobra kai with sandra bullock <laughs> yeah, exactly. cobra kai with sandra bullock holy shit you just made chad's whole dream come true like i'm not gonna like i'm like halfway through the first season so like i'm Ooh. only gonna see it as 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 sandy be from now on like anything <laughs> well, that what if sandy b does. was there you're welcome that's beautiful thank you <laughs> all right welcome what, for what, that gift <laughs> thank you it is a true gift what's your scene that could have saved it apart from cobra kai with sandy b <laughs> i kind of agree with ali like my scene that would have changed it would be uh changing the entire movie so the hmm. scene particularly when she's talking to um <laughs> what's his name the the head of the fbi when he's like asking her to be the face <laughs> yeah, of the fbi that's a, that's a, 
it totally in that moment could have pivoted to something different if she were to say like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm not that person i'm not comfortable with that yeah. and then like yeah i think it'd be really cool if the movie was about her yeah her leading a team and like bringing mm-hmm. other women in and then like them doing like you know stuff only ladies can do and Maybe I'm describing the plot of Ocean's Eight, but like, <laughs> that's kind of like what I envisioned. And so Ocean's I think from the FBI yeah. perspective, though, I think so that would have been all oh, like the other side. Yeah. yeah, like I just think that yeah. would have been yeah. way cooler. But maybe too advanced for early two thousands Hollywood. What this, uh, yeah, no, that's a really good idea. Like an Ocean's Eight kind of vibe. Yeah. Oh my god, we've got so many plans. This is unbelievable. This really, what we're like, it's it's what we're noticing is like this movie, this franchise has so much potential. Yes. Yes. So much potential. You're absolutely right, and we're we're ready to write it. Like, I just want to make that very clear to any Netflix exec who's listening, guys. We're here because you know we have so many who listen to the podcast. <laughs> hey, yeah, who wow. knows? When we join it's the impressive. forces of the Girl Crush podcast with the uh, with the Fresh Tomatoes podcast, you know, the the sky is the limit, Simone. This is the group. This is this is armed and fabulous, Simone. Armed and fabulous. We'll, we'll give you our Netflix connection. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It's cool. You guys have one. Is that is that oh, just yeah. your is that just your Netflix password? Because yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely have one. <laughs> yep. Simone, what's your scene? I think. I mean, I've, obviously, I'm obsessed with both of the ideas that I've got so <laughs> yes. far. Um, for me, I would have just, I would have also just tightened up the movie, right? It's mm. a, it's a straightforward, you're saving, uh, Miss America from kidnapping, but it turns out, oh, you're saving William Shatner the whole time. And like, you know, like we said, Nick Offerman's character was so fun mm-hmm. and cool. We could have just like chopped off a bunch of subplots, yeah. Yeah. made that the focus, get like, like, get rid of a lot of the weird hijinks that happened, get her doing some damn good detective work, mm. yes. while also reconciling with her identity. And like, I don't know, just devoting more time to those elements instead of like all the other like random shit that they decided to include, I feel like would have already been a great step in the right direction. So like slim down the cast, mm-hmm. slim down the, the mm-hmm. script. Let's just roll with what we've got. I, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more because I was quite exhausted by the end of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, completely agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I just would have really loved for the fact that she is Gracie Hart to become more of an obstacle. Sort of, you know, mm. it's very clear in the first scene that her being Gracie Hart is an That's obstacle. True. And then throughout the rest of the film, it's an advantage to her being Gracie Hart. Yeah. It would have been great to see anything where you know the publicity the paparazzi are always on her so she can't talk to any suspects she's got to go like high 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 undercover like proper like finding different ways of getting around the fact that she is gracie hart and it's just like not addressed again and it would have just been a really awesome obstacle Mm. instead of getting like all these b plots in that we now have to deal with just you know the central theme with her having to deal with being herself Mm -hmm. and it also goes to the whole idea of her identity being in question and that's really nice i thought that would have been very cool i like that yeah yeah they could have gone like they could have gone very scooby-doo with this where like at the end (laughs) pulls off her disguise and it was her all along (laughs) that would be brilliant yes i will say one thing i like about this is that they i like that she doesn't end up with eric from the first movie like i like i did like that she ended up with him in the first movie but i Mm-hmm. I like that they had her kind of be alone and that's some something she has to work through because I think it's like very believable yeah. that yeah. after all that she went through in the first movie and like her life leading up to that, that the first relationship she's in probably isn't going to work out. 
Um, yeah. So I feel like they're... And I mean, they cool. kind of established that he's a bit of a dick in the first movie, too. Right. Like, True. he's always dating someone, like, inappropriately young. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, no, that means he's really cool. But, like, it's cool that no. they're like, eh, they're like nah, it's clearly not yeah. going to last, you guys. Think about right. it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good point. And I, I think it goes to the realism that, you know, yeah. somehow appears in these there movies. There was a lot of thought put in, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know how we all feel about this, but just for prosperity, yes, we're all watching this again. We recommend it to people. What do we think? I would just stop after the first one, to be honest. Like, I would just leave it there. I think it could have a better sequel. Everybody here has had much better ideas Mm. (laughs) than the sequel already. I don't know. I was a little disappointed. I was like, I feel like this hasn't added that much to the Gracie Hart story. So, I don't know. I, I think I would just watch the first one again and pretend that that was all she wrote. Right, let's see what the other panel members think. Let's 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 hear it. <laughs> I I would recommend people to watch it once. Okay. Yeah, um, fair. Because I think it's it's fun enough. Like there's a lot of funny comedic moments. Like I said, if you suspend your expectations, I think it's a mm-hmm. fun watch and I think it's worth it. I don't think I would necessarily seek out to put this on again. Like maybe if it's on TV, I'll be like, oh cool, I'll sure. keep it on. But I'm yeah. not gonna be like seeking it out. And if I go watch the first one, I don't feel like I have to watch the second one. Yeah. Like I'm I agree, I'm I'm fine rewatching the first one. So I'm kind of like mm, Right. Take like I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I think it's worth the watch for sure. But would I watch it again? Mm. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I'm kind of on the same page where I would say like definitely watch both of them but then if you're like in a miscongeniality mood don't feel obligated to watch the whole franchise you can just watch the first one and no one will yeah. be mad it's okay <laughs> <laughs> you see i'm i'm gonna i've gotta be with my girl and sandy b on this one i'm sorry but you gotta watch the second one it's it's not as good as the first one but you know what that is the beauty of sandy b you know she swings mm. she ma- makes the most beautiful connection <laughs> the ball goes flying you know, in, in Miss Congeniality <laughs> one, and you know what? In the second one, she hits it, but it doesn't. It doesn't go that far. She doesn't get the home run, and that's <laughs> fine. She is a human. We always think of her as flawless, but she is flawed sometimes. And and you know what? This is this speaks to the humanity wow. of Sandy B. That is. This is also my thesis topic for 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 my dissertation of this year. So like, I've thought a lot about this. But uh, <laughs> you honestly convinced me. Like, I'm like, you're no, you're right. I need to rewatch it again right now. Give it the credit. It's due. <laughs> For Sandy. I really, I do. I was going to say, if you ever want to talk about other Sandy B sequels, we have so many thoughts on Speed 2 Cruise Control, so please, we're here for it. (laughs) Yes. 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 I oh my god, seen, you must. I haven't seen any Me of either. the Speed movies, and I'm like really upset because I have such a crush on young Keanu. Oh. It is it is honestly unreal how hot he <laughs> I'm is. I'm freaking out. You have to watch Speed, and that is prime Keanu. Like... You're gonna have even even so bigger crush on Keanu. Wait, I, I love he is. <laughs> and have you seen have you seen those like interviews that like separately Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves have done oh. now, where like they both admit that they kind yes. of had a little crush on each yes. other yes. while they yes. were filming and, like, and it's like, <gasps> what could have been? Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine their children? Their ah ah their children would be too beautiful. They would be gods. Oh yeah. Think about their bone structure. Their bone Josh. structures. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just the most beautiful. No. Just, bones. Yes. Oh, and just kind yeah. hearts. And they'd never age. No, that child would be immortal. It would be. It wow. Would be problematic. <laughs> yeah. No. 
<laughs> too powerful too powerful i just i looked up i had to look up speed just in case like we could do it next week for the podcast on a recommendation but it, it did get 97 percent. i know we are full on flogging <laughs> the rules for this year but i think that just like really That's, takes away the message yeah, yeah look at speed two speed two though speed two i'm yeah. i'm very confident has a low score. I don't know what it is. I can imagine it would. I can imagine it would. But I was I was just thinking about it from like the four of us, you know, it, we're going to be insufferable. If any of us ever have children, oh, we're just going to be insufferable <laughs> parents when it comes to movies because they're just going to be like, and we're just gonna be like, hey, child, do you want to come watch Miss Congeniality 2? And they're like, no, nah, that movie's lame. And we're going to be like, no, Actually, sit down. I I'm about to fun. give you an hour long talk <laughs> with my three best friends <laughs> yes. about why it actually has good merits. Insufferable people. Okay, Speed 2 has a 4%. So if you average them, the Speed <laughs> franchise is under 50%. I mean... <laughs> we, we've never I mean, averaged, Chad. Simone? <laughs> Simone? Well, I'll think I about mean, it. I don't know. It is a dramatic <laughs> swing to the, to the worse. You know, the pendulum really. Yeah. Well, well, well I'm, yeah. I'm leaving it in Simone's executive hands here. I made an executive choice today before the podcast. You can no, make... I'm the bad guy. That's cool. <laughs> okay. Even if you don't do an episode on it, just okay. do yourself okay. a favor and watch Speed 1. You're going to be blown away by how good I'm it excited. is. And yep. then watch Speed 2 and you're going to be blown away at how bad it is. Okay, because I did love young Keanu in Point Break. That was still... I don't know if you've watched him in Point Break. (sighs) No. Simone has a special place. Simone has a special place. (laughs) Really? I'm going to have to check it out. (laughs) I just... I don't know why. You love love safe men. You don't have to explain yourself. It's natural. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, I get that. Yeah. Thank you. See, Chad, this is the this is the support that I want in this podcast. Whoa! Whoa! Why am I being attacked here? I've always supported your Keanu Reeves crush. I've never supported your Sasha Baron Cohen crush. Ooh, okay. When he does serious roles, he's really cute. Right. <laughs> Guests, please explain what are your thoughts on this. I know we're putting you on the spot right now. Sasha Baron Cohen, hot or not, let's do this. When he does a serious role. So I'm talking about him in um, the Trial of the Chicago 7. I'm talking about him in Spy. He is a good actor. Okay. In- I have to say I have not seen that yet. It's on my list. So, so I he's a, do it. He's a so. good actor in Trial of the Chicago 7. He's not attractive in Trial of Chicago I'm going 7. Not, I'm, yeah, I'm going not hot. I would say not. Like, I'm not saying he's hot, but he's got, like, there's, like, something there. I don't know. He's very charming. I'm going to watch, and I'm, I'll am i Instagram message you, you my thoughts after I watch that. <laughs> Thank you so much. But my initial my initial <laughs> reaction is not, but Fair. I'm being open-minded. You know what? Fair. It sneaks <laughs> up will, on you, we though. We will report back to our listeners <laughs> yeah. on this feeling, but this is, this is an enigma that has always Non-stop confused struggle. me, and it's always been... <laughs> <laughs> so guys thank you so much for joining us we really really appreciate it mm. we've had a great time have you guys yeah. had a great oh, time oh yeah we've had so much fun thank you yes amazing amazing it's been, it's been <laughs> so yeah. cool to have you so guys fun. on and like <laughs> You know, it's it's awesome the fact that we get to podcast with such interesting, amazing people like yes. this. And um, we couldn't be happier to have, have, have got to know you and and you know what? I'm gonna say it. Call your friends. Uh, love it. Yay, new friends. Honored. Yeah, we're honored. We we were like texting before we did this. We're like, Oh, we love their podcast so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, you guys are the best. We always we're always surprised when like when people are like, We like your podcast, we're just completely taken aback. When they say they listen to our podcast, we're just like, Why? <laughs> so so it's always when people are like oh your podcast is great we're just like yeah. nah, nah are you confused is there another 
fresh tomatoes no and i'm so glad you just threw out the word friends because literally my text to Anne was i want to be friends with them oh no that's the funny thing because i meant you know like i was offering saying that we want to be your friends i wasn't saying that you're now our friends but we were it was like an invitation it was like we didn't want to put that pressure on you yeah we we were giving you the offer to accept we were saying do do you want to be friends with us (laughs) we accept yeah we're all accepted so happy <laughs> love it oh this, this is a big moment this has been beautiful oh, oh thank goodness well simone let's oh start goodness. like so right at the end of the podcast i mean now this has changed my gratitude of the week but what we like to Ew. do is uh offer a gratitude of the week so this is something that we've been really thankful for something that made us, has made us genuinely happy at the end of the week so i'll let you guys think about it for a second simone gratitude of the week uh mine is a big one uh Honestly, though, guys, like, you can really just be grateful for, like, I've been grateful for grilled cheese sandwiches before. But yeah, we've been grateful for little, so really dumb things, yeah. Yeah, uh, but this week, I officially got an offer for a job, and I start in March. <laughs> very exciting, because so 2020 was not my year. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so, yes, I, I started a job in March. I'm very excited. Everybody seems really cool, so I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm so proud That's of you. Awesome. You've been working so hard. This has been such a rough year for you. And like, you <laughs> I know, I never want to apply for a job again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe. Like it's 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 been it's been a horrible time and it's just been great to see you flourish. <sighs> and I'm so proud of you Thank and this you. has been so great. And yeah, I'm I'm oh, I'm so happy for you, dude. Like it's unbelievable. Oh, yes. All right, Ellie, what's what's your what's your gratitude? Yeah, so I feel very grateful this week because my so my dad is from Lebanon, so I'm half Lebanese, mm-hmm. cool. and my mom learned to cook a bunch of Lebanese food from my grandmother, who's no longer with us. Oh. But um, this weekend, my mom hosted like a cooking class for me, and I have three brothers, so like we got to learn how to make like ten Lebanese dishes, which was so much that's fun. So, so cool. that's been. Yeah, that's my big gratitude thing for the week. That's oh, so that's beautiful. great. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, great. What's your really favorite fun. dish that you made? Oh, man. Okay. Um, homemade shawarma, oh, which I did yes. not know possible because oh, yeah. it's usually like on oh. the spit, yeah. but she found this awesome way to do it in the oven. It's <gasps> so good. Oh, that sounds mm. so amazing. Oh, I'm quite jealous. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, that's so good. That's, that's, a, that's a hot commodity. <laughs> I mean, you got to be careful who you tell yeah. that you can make that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 if you want us to bleep that bit out, like we'll, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Anne? What's your what's your gratitude for this week? Ooh, um, I had the honor of making my brother and sister in law's gender reveal cake, which Aww, we're doing today. So brilliant. I'm very excited for that. And also, so cool. Girl Crush po- <laughs> and also, Girl Crush podcast turned one yesterday, so our little baby is you know growing up. Oh, <laughs> happy happy birthday, you guys! You guys. Oh, that's a big milestone. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like, most people, like, only dream of even starting Mm -hmm. a podcast, never mind, like, continuing one and staying on it for a year. Like, that's a lot of work and dedication. Good job, you guys. Yeah, it's it's really, really great to to, to hear that, guys, because, I mean, this this market, and Simone and I always talk about it, the movie podcast is an incredibly oversaturated uh, podcast market, and and you guys have found, like, a really nice niche that is so beautiful, and your podcast is so genuine and so funny, and, like, it's such a great, great podcast. And to hear that you guys have, like, done a year is amazing because it is it is so hard and it's yeah. so difficult to keep that momentum really go- momentum going yeah um and you guys have done it and that's that's fucking awesome so really like 
Congratulations. Thank you. Nice. Thanks. This is such a happy I love episode. it. It, it really is. Really really it's so good. And I mean, I'm looking at Anne, Anne's picture now on the on, on, on the, the, the video for our YouTube listener. And it seems like you guys have merch. We do. Oh, yeah. oh really? I'm repping. <laughs> this is a great visual of me. I mean... <laughs> That's I'm, so cool. They're so cool. I'm, I'm straight up gonna go buy one. Like after this is this is what done. The fuck, where's our merch? <laughs> Simone, let's be honest. We're both so insecure that if we ever made merch, we would think that no one would buy it. So don't. I even. would get a shirt for sure. Oh, thank I you. Would too. Oh, that's two shirts. Two purchases. Where's <laughs> my drink? <laughs> we, we will make two shirts, and it will be just for you two, and that will be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> limited edition yeah. you have yes. to brand it right chad yeah, yeah exactly. exclusive exclusive offer <laughs> you see i'm not i'm not dating a graphic designer anymore so like that's another reason why we don't do uh, this true like i mean look that's... nothing's stopping you except the global pandemic yeah i'm i'm gonna do like on my, i'm gonna update my tinder bio to be like graphic designers exclusively <laughs> <Graphic> <laughs> <laughs> Tinder is the new LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my gratitude for this week is simply spinach puffs. So I yes. woke up this morning and I was just like, you know what? I saw a video on YouTube on how to make like crunks spinach puffs from, from Emperor's New Grooves. And I'd just been like dreaming about doing them today. So I did them and they're beautiful. I'll put a, I'll put a, 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 um, a photo up on our Instagram of my beautiful spinach puffs. I'm very, very excited to eat them. And it's just like, yeah, that it's, amazing. it's been my, yeah, it's been a great week. It's been a, a week and I'm really just happy to end it off with a delicious pastry snack. Such a specific recipe too. Yeah. That's amazing. That's incredible. I love it. Well, yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking of doing like a like a movie themed like foods Ooh, now. So like yeah. if you've got any suggestions, because like obviously like crunk spinach puffs is pretty easy. It's spinach puffs. But if there's anything like specific from a movie that you really enjoyed, like holla and I'll try and make yes. it and I'll put it up on my Instagram. Mm, that's amazing. I'll send you some links. Yeah, Simone's got like a hundred ideas. <laughs> I also love it kind of subtly ties with your name. Honestly, if we didn't talk about <laughs> movies on this podcast, that's we'd true. just talk about food. It's like the easiest tangent to get off on. But oh, it yeah. really is. Speaking of, please tell me what snacks you guys are making for Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Looking vicariously through you. <laughs> I'm going to try to make homemade wings. Okay. With some different sauces. Oh, it's going to be so good. We're going to do like a buffalo sauce, nice. a Parmesan garlic sauce. And then my husband's oh. going to try like a dry rub, like a spicy dry Ooh. rub. Ooh. Yeah. And then I'm making guacamole. Obviously. Which I love. Yes. Um, yes. And I'm making seven layer bars. Wow. Which is, you know, just like chocolate, butterscotch, coconut, graham crackers, all the good stuff. (laughs) Damn. That's amazing. You're going hard. Yeah. And and are you making anything for Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, you've made a bloody reveal cake, so I don't know if you're doing anything else. (laughs) I've been so focused on this cake. I know. My sister-in-law is making, um, this might not resonate with like anybody who listens to this, but uh, Cincinnati Skyline Chili Dip, which <gasps> is, like, in Ohio. Um, <laughs> there's this company called Skyline Chili, and people are, like, obsessed with it. And so she's right. from Ohio, and <laughs> so she's amazing. recreating this dip. Um, and then I think I'm just going to do a whole supermarket swing by and pick up some other pre-made stuff today because I'm, I'm, right. I'm pretty tapped out on my uh, cooking adventures. Don't That's really self-care. Yeah. Like, sometimes yeah. you can. <laughs> you just pick up pre-made Seriously, stuff. This cake is amazing, too. So, like, no no shame, Anne. Like, the, the host in you wants to just make everything from scratch, but the human being just cannot. So, I like, we all Store-bought get Store-bought hummus is fine. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, it will be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What I love about this as well is like we're talking about Super Bowl Sunday. This will come out the week after Super Bowl Sunday yeah. and everyone listening will know yeah. who the winner was. And I love that shit. It's like I was yeah. going back and I was listening to the old podcast like because I, had, I stopped listening to podcasts for a while, like pre-election, pre-US election. Fair. And going back and listening to like people freaking out about the election and like what's going to happen at the election. It was just so nice to just sit there and be like from the future, from 2021 and yeah. be like, guys, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. We can, we can do this. Just, yeah. you know, okay. a couple more weeks and you're going to be having a very different mes- message right <laughs> well Simone, yep. Simone what are we going to do next week do you have any ideas apart from speed and speed 2 you do this every week I don't understand <laughs> okay no I did have an idea actually fuck you Chad um, <laughs> with, okay what if we haven't done for a minute we haven't done unnecessary sequels week right right I love it so what if we did speed 2 and okay. Legally Blonde 2. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, Ooh yes. I haven't seen... Because we did Legally Blonde for New Year's. Yes. So it follows. Yes, I'm, I'm about that. That tracks and our, our, our listeners can do it. And it goes with speed too with, with the beautiful suggestion from our, from our guest today. <laughs> so I think that works perfectly. And it gives us an excuse to watch speed one so we can kind of understand what the hell's going on. Yeah, don't worry. I'll send you guys uh, a message about uh, young Keanu. Oh, please, Keanu. Yeah. Ooh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, young Sandra B as well. I will yeah. send yeah. you a couple Without of... question. <laughs> well, on those thoughts of young Keanu and young Sandy B, I think that's a good place to end it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We really, really do appreciate it. You guys are the best podcast listeners in the world. And if you haven't done it yet, please go check out the Girl Crush podcast because yeah, it is we'll link it down exceptional. Below. Yes. Simone, what are our uh, socials and things to, so that people can get in touch with us? Uh, people can talk to us on Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at... Oh, God, Facebook and Instagram on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. And where can they find you guys? Uh, we're very active on, on Instagram, so you can follow Girl Crush yep. Podcast at girlcrush underscore pod. Um, you can email us at podcastgirlcrush.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter. We've recently dipped our toe in the TikTok market, which is a frightening place to be, but we're, we're Ooh, learning. Yeah. Um, yes. But Instagram is probably your safest bet. And then uh, you can listen to Girl Crush Podcast on Apple or anywhere that you get your podcasts. You guys are braver than us, like, crusty millennials over here. Hey, I think I think we should start our own TikTok. I could I could do do that, I guess. It wouldn't, it wouldn't do well. I don't know if I have well. the energy to be cool on TikTok. Doing the know? dances? Just like a, like a, you know, 27-year-old white guy just doing the fucking dances? That would be fun for everyone. That would be good content, I'm sure. I will say, it makes us feel old. It does. Yeah. We're like, is this, is this, like, okay? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We feel cool that. now. Yeah. Come, we're hip too. It's that it's that Steve Buscemi <laughs> meme of hey young kids, yeah. <laughs> hello kids. Well, that's that's a good image to to end on is just Steve Buscemi <laughs> as a child. Just let that be burned into all of our listeners' heads. And as we say at the end of every episode, we love you, and there's nothing you can do about we it. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you guys can please. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you, and there's nothing we can do about it. Yay! You said it so cute. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, y'all.